It is what it is. It is what it is. You know what? Um, welcome to Cards and Conversations. I am joined by Charlotte Irvin. Hello. I am your host, LCD. <laughs> um, and we're driving around again. Cards and Conversations. We will be conversing in a car. At 8.30 at night. At 8.30 at night because that's the best time. Wow, that's so strange. But my car says that I'm, like, on the phone with somebody because of this. Um, I've never noticed that before. You're not calling anybody. Not calling anybody. I was like, oh, oh God, I'm calling someone. Oh no. Um, I feel like, weirdly enough, because we're, we've grown up with smartphones, so butt dialing isn't really a thing. But like when you were younger, butt dialing was a thing, and for some reason it was like a massive hero. How was butt dialing? I think that's like it's the idea that you had like a blackberry or something, and you could just like type numbers. Um. I know, so I was, but for some reason when I was a small child, like, butt dialing was, like, one of my worst fears. Well, that is, like, kind of, like, lost Yeah, yeah. Um, but today we're going to be talking about some college stuff first, as is, as is the, the usual plan. But, um, graduation, high school graduation is a, two weeks away, two weeks, this is our last full week of school, and it's <laughs> it's like I said this to one of my friends. I was like, it's so exciting, but also it feels like I'm like on a cliff. No, I um, Kennedy today. She was like, how do you feel this being your last drama thing? And I'm like, I'm trying not to think about it. Yeah. In general, I'm trying not to think about last or whatever. Yeah. At graduation, you can let all that crying uh-huh. out, but like at yeah. that point, I don't feel like it's necessary. Today, I was doing a lot of that in my head. I was like, this is the last this. This is the last this. And I was like. Once you start doing that, you're just going to burst into tears and never stop crying. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I am so, it's, like, you yeah. it's important to remind yourself that, like, there have been laughs before. Mm-hmm. And then we've enjoyed this more than that. Yeah. So, like. And there's a lot of laughs in your life that you don't realize is the last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree for sure. I think that just because we, like, know it's the last doesn't mean we shouldn't enjoy it. Um, but it's so strange to, like. When you're younger and you know older high schoolers, like, graduation is like, this big deal. Like, this crazy big thing. And then you're in it, and you're like, it's a big deal, but it, like, hasn't hit. Yeah. It hasn't hit. You know, every single time I think about it, like, my chest gets a bit tight. That's mm-hmm. about it. Because it's kind of like, oh, yeah. There's, but then that's the only I think thing that I'm It's worse because it's, like, it's inevitable. Yeah. So, so you, can't, you can't do anything to solve yeah. it or make it go faster or whatever. Time is strange. <laughs> and it's, like, the thing that family and, like, friends have talked about since you were little. Yeah. It's, like, graduating high school and going mm-hmm. to college. So it's, like, honestly, it's almost a bigger thing than it needs to be. Yeah. And strangely enough, I, I, I felt this way for a little while now, and it's always been about um, graduating high school and getting into college. Mm-hmm. But then there's, because college is so up in the air for everybody, you never know what it's going to be. Yeah. People don't really say, like, oh, when you graduate college. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like I'm now in this, like, weird space of, like, okay, I get to decide my own goals now. And it's just been this thing, like, it's just been this big milestone for us our entire lives, and now we're hitting it. And I feel like you're going to hit it, and then it's going to be like, oh, yeah. like, what do I, yeah. what do I do? <laughs> my family has never, it, it's slightly, a, I think it's a bit bigger of a thing in my family, because it's like, Ever since I was little, my mom has always said, once we graduate high school, like, we're, once you graduate high school, we're moving. Yeah. And it's, like, it's way well, bigger yeah. than a thing. For you, it's a sunset. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. For you, it's, like, a loss of everything, yeah. in a way. I was thinking that the other day. The um, Kate and I talked about this in her podcast. The idea that um, 
you will never live in your house the same way you yeah. have. You will never be in this town on a night like this again. Yeah. But, but, but as we said earlier, everything is black all the time. Yeah. You know, there are all sorts of things that you never experience the same way again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I said this the other day. Things are you can appreciate things more when they're fleeting. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we should let nostalgia like rose tent high school. There have been lots of awful things about high school. Yeah. I spent so much of high school ready to be out of it. And now I'm in like the last week, and I'm like, oh, but what is what? What is kind of like an all right then? Yeah, yeah. we're graduating now. Yeah, yeah. it's so okay. strange because it's like it's always I've always known it's gonna happen, and now you're here, and you're like, oh. And like, your whole life is kind of like okay, the next thing. Yeah. The next thing after elementary school. It's so like yeah, yeah. yeah. Starting graduation, and then you have mm. elementary school, and then you have math testing, and then you have um, middle school, and then mm. you have high school, and then you're kind of like, oh. Oh, yeah, college, and then it's like, well, what? And what then it comes back up to you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so I get to pick now. Like, this year, yeah. and I, like, you get to pick where you go to college, and, like, mm-hmm. you pick how far away you are, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, oh. Yeah. So I'm basically deciding the next four years of my life mm-hmm. in a clip of a button. Yeah, and like, oh, yeah, okay. like, I just, like, signed my life away for two yeah. years. Yeah, it's like, Good. oh, okay, I guess. That's fine. Yeah, I guess like, this okay. is what we're... Because it's so crazy because it's, like, it's always been some huge thing. You know, we've looked at so yeah. many colleges. There's been so many, like, lives, different lives in front of us, and now we're, like, picking one. And then you're, like, like with me, it was always, like, oh, you're not going to do marching band at college. And then it's, like, mm-hmm. surprise, you're moving in a week early to do marching band at college. Yeah. And also you get college credit for it, and you're, like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, I thought, and at the beginning of the year, I didn't know I was doing that. I didn't know that I was going to do marching band until, like, three weeks ago. It's really funny how it all, like, falls into place. Mm-hmm. So many things that you never would have expected to happen, happen. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think I, uh, for a long time, I really, like, dreamed of going into journalism. Yeah. But now I'm here. And, and, and this took me at, we had scholarship night a couple okay. months ago. And it really hit me while I was there that I was like, I think I've spent four years trying to build my resume for this moment. Yeah. Scholarships are a little funny because they don't actually really know anything about you. Yeah. So it feels like you're being judged on, like, the most arbitrary things. Yeah. It's like nobody knows the struggle that you put into those things. It's like, oh, yeah, I did this for four years. Like, I did speech for four years. It's just a little thing on your resume. Yeah. But it's like that was so much anxiety and so much, like, Love, so much stress, but also love for the thing, and so much stress that turned into, like, personal growth, and all of your clubs and everything you're involved in is like that, and then it's just, like, some little thing. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, now I can get the chance to Yeah. I really hope that um, in college I can find things, extracurriculars, like, I, yeah. I, extracurriculars have really stressed me out in high school, but I think that, like, being a part of something is so important yeah. to me. I, so... Where I'm going to college in Warrensburg, there's a um, there's a military very base nearby, and a lot of the veterans from the base and the people who like live there but like aren't active military or whatever, um, they actually own a martial arts club. Oh, um, and I'm gonna go join that. That would be so cool. I'm like I like I got my black belt when I was 14, and I was like I regret not keeping with this. Mm-hmm. But the nearest place is like 45 yeah. minutes away. It's like mm-hmm. I don't want to drive 45 minutes to like. A night, a week or something. It's like an opposite people. Um, but it's like, 
and they like you learn mm-hmm. a ton in those classes, and it's a way to like keep up fitness. When I was younger, I always wanted to do kickboxing. I want to do kickboxing too. There's also kickboxing club in Warner yeah. as well. They have like everything there because it's. Um, I'm so excited for college. Like as much as we talk about like how crazy it is, and like uh, I think the independence of it both terrifies me and like. Yeah. I like am so excited to choose my own things and to do my own things. Yeah. No, um, the excitement factor is definitely yeah. Because like it's a little bit terrifying to think about money for college right now. Yeah. Because I have a feeling I'm not gonna make nearly as much money as I want to. But oh. it's oh, it's so exciting. Luckily for me, like I'm at a point with my with my dad's feed mm-hmm. that like I will have my entire college. Yeah. I will have four years of college paid for. Whether it's so good. Yeah, and it's like whether or not I get a bachelor's, if I get a bachelor's degree in three, I get my master's paid for one year of my master's. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's really nice, and I'm really happy that, like, that's the thing. Because, yeah. oh, like, five years ago, this wouldn't have been mm-hmm. a thing. I would have had to be the valedictorian who got all the scholarships. Yeah. yeah. But, because uh, um, my parents were like, oh, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible how life has, like, come together there. Yeah. Because in your life, you've seen such different spectrums mm-hmm. that. Which I, I think it's really nice because my parents always like just don't graduate with student debt and you'll try. Mm-hmm. And that they like set me up so I don't have to graduate with any student debt. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that like for me it's really important that my mom doesn't have to pay for my college money for that long because she she has to like take out a loan for it. Um but also I um I'm so happy that like it's not that big of a loan. So yeah. I think that she will be fine, and um, I think that like I'm I'm just kind of stressed out about myself because it's such a big change. It's such a big change to go from like not being that independent and with money at all to having such a big thing over you. Yeah, and it's like money is going to play such a huge part. Yeah, like money is like basically everything. Yeah. And I, I was reading this article for sociology, and it was about how um, this concept of unemployed professionals mm-hmm. and it's people who are, like, really qualified, but can't find any work right now yeah. due to COVID, because there's a lot of, like, uh, right after, like, right during COVID and right after COVID, mm-hmm. there's been, like, a lot of businesses were really hit hard, so they're not, yeah. they're not hiring. And so a ton of people graduated college completely qualified should be going into positions where they almost get to like pick and choose yeah. where they want to work, but then they'll they'll do a ton of interviews and people will be like, we can keep your resume for two years from now, but we're not hiring. Yeah, and that's just like horrifying because as soon as you're out of college, that interest starts going on your loans. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, no, money. That's <laughs> the thing about my degree is that I basically I'm relying on the fact that we are not going to shut down again mm-hmm. due to COVID. Yeah, like that's the like music technology is such a like a fickle thing. Yeah, like and I want to work uh, in, with like bands and stuff, like travel around with them and help mm-hmm. set up and tear down and stuff. And it's like if we shut down again, I'm probably I will probably not have to yeah. work, and I'll probably have to go work in a studio. And it's like I'm fine working in a studio, but like I'd rather be moving. Yeah, you have what you want to do, you know. Yeah, what you want to do and what you could do. Yeah, and so it's like at least I have. I'm going into a career where I'm just not, I'm not just a musician, I have options. Mm. And I was like, that's super important, not being forced yeah. to do one thing your whole life. You have 
options. I can mm-hmm. teach. I can like. Yeah, that's what I've loved about the journalism major is that they're real, really are. Like when I say journalism, everybody's like, okay, certain, very certain reporters things. Mm-hmm. It's like actually there's so much I yeah. can do with this major. Almost too much. It's like too wide and open for me. Yeah. Um. But on the right side, you're never gonna get bored. But yeah, that's the thing. That's my the goal. Years in life, yeah. get bored with what I'm yeah. doing, and I'm never. I'm never going to get bored because I can switch to a different type of thing. Exactly. And if I don't like it, I just And you with, 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 with the music, you'll always have the thing that you were passionate about yeah. at the center of it, which, like, for me, is the, like, storytelling aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's so hard to it, – it's just so, like, crazy that this is us picking what we want to do for the rest of our yeah. life. I, there's this – People really say that, like, don't don't put it on yourself that this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. But it still feels like that, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like, like, as you're saying, yeah. don't think about it like that all you want. But the fact that we are going to, you do think about it. Like yeah, that. yeah. That's you're, I mean, I'm, like, from a zoo, I'm, I'm signing my life away for, like, $30,000 for four years. Uh-huh. Um, Did you, like, sign for full four years? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, not, not actually. I okay. just just signed for freshman year. Okay. Because I was like, that's insane. Yeah, no, I'm just signed for freshman year. I actually wish they'd show me sophomore year so I could plan out my money a little bit more because I think it's housing taking me in right now. But anyway, um, it's just so expensive. Goodness. Um, and the dude said, oh, But, um. He's like 8,000 more money. Yeah. This is one of the cheapest colleges in Missouri, which is nice. It's, like, cheaper than the zoo, cheaper than UMTC. It's the cheapest place that I apply. Because it's going to, it's, like, less than 20000 for everything. That's really good. And I'm like, that's cheap. When I was younger, I always used to think, like, oh, I can take the hit on the money for the better education and the better reputation that you get Uh, from being in a better school. Because you aren't necessarily going to get a better education, but it's the, like, it's the, like, standard, okay, you know, just pull out, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that was um, not how a four-way works. But um, they, there's, like, this idea that, like, oh, more expensive, better education. It's like, yes, but it's really about the reputation of the teachers. Yeah. And, like, the, the concept of, like, if you're in a certain field, like being a doctor or a lawyer, where yeah. you graduate from is can be really important in getting right. that interview. And I think that, but, I think that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of the time people are like, oh, the rich don't get any more like, but, like, no opportunities, but, like, they can no. go to Harvard. So, like, yeah. yes, they do yeah. have a better opportunity exactly. than everyone else because they're... Yeah, if, if we wanted to go to Harvard, we would have to do so much more. Um, I, I saw this term, and I maybe could look it up before I, like, say it, but it was the concept of equality versus equity. And it was the idea that equality is giving... Um, to people the same thing in equity is realizing that, like, the people are different mm-hmm. and that one person cannot be treated the same way as the other. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a really cool concept. Actually, at daycare, one day, my, um, I have a teacher who she, she teaches religion, mm-hmm. um, and she was, like, a nurse her whole life. And she did this thing, this, like, prayer circle thing that was super cool, and I think that they should do it with high school students. And it was that she gave, um, gave everybody a tissue, like, in the whole circle, and this is a daycare, so it's, like, there's, um, it's, like, after-school daycare, so it's ranging from, like, there are sixth graders and there are preschoolers, mm-hmm. and she gave everybody a tissue, and she was, like, think about the worst you've ever been sick or hurt, mm-hmm. so, like, and then she had them, 
go around in a circle and say, like, what that would be. So for some people, it was, like, a broken arm. For some people, it was, like, oh, yeah, I had, like, pneumonia and was in the hospital. For some people, it was, like, getting her tonsils taken out. For some people, it was, like, oh, I just had a really bad cold. And she was, like, okay, now that we've gone around the circle, like, would this tissue, this tissue that I gave each of you, heal all of those? And would it be, like, because for, for the person who has a cold, like, okay, whatever, you know, it, it helps. But, like, you don't, you don't give someone with a broken arm a tissue. And it was such a beautiful concept. Like, I'm so, some, the person I'm in, head like um, the, it was, it's just such a lovely way of showing that. I've never had such a beautiful metaphor for the idea that, like, you need to constantly think about how other people's lives are so different than yours. Yeah. And, and also, the preschool is obviously, like, they didn't care. <laughs> but I was like, high school students should have to do this. Yeah. Because it really is, like, it, it, it really is the exact reason that, like, people who are minorities deserve to have more things. Yeah. Like, to have some more of a push into yeah. their system. Speaking of that, I think I was recently thinking about what the end goal is for me in mm-hmm. like my career and thinking, yeah. and thinking of like minorities and stuff. And I was thinking that what would be super cool is if I like founded a female owned business yeah. of just women in like tech fields. Oh, like, tech sorry, you make so much money doing that. Yeah, tech fields of music and it's like a board of all teams, all women. Mm-hmm. And we give out full rights scholarships to oh, people who have very similar so what we do. And I was like, that would be amazing if, like, I was able to do that. That would be wonderful. It wouldn't have to be a production conference. Mm -hmm. It would just be music business. Yeah. So it would, like, be all of us, like, we would basically just, well, this sounds terrible. We would just own a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And then we could send them to do jobs and, like, Mm -hmm. help them find jobs. And and then we get, like, a portion of, like, the money that they make. That's really cool, Charlotte. We get a start. And I was like... And then we could use some of that money, and we could um, get give people scholarships. And I mean, this yeah. is the event planner. I mean, you could put on events, <laughs> you could put on like festivals, and yeah. give people who are you know musicians but starting out yeah. opportunities to and like, I think, show their work. And I think that's something that's extremely lost in the music career. Is connections are so important. Yeah. But after college, you're all just being thrust into the music world, and you yeah. don't have any connections yet. You have that one person that you went to high to college with. Who's mm-hmm. like, I think there's a position on this instrument here. Do you want to audition for it? Yeah. And I'm also auditioning for this instrument. And you're like, okay, cool. I guess I'll try that. Mm-hmm. But you don't have like someone who's like, okay, what are you in? Yeah. And, and, and here's the piece. Yeah, the person that like an agent would be almost. Yeah. And it would just be a huge like, like not a huge company, but it would be like enough that you could send a network. Yeah, it's like a networking business. Mm-hmm. And I think that that and it's most really and cool. female run and probably like most you you consider communication a communication field that yeah. that would be a, an incredible combination. Of yeah, and I like I have no idea when I would start doing that in yeah. my life, but I think that if I did end up doing an audio engineering degree, which I hope hope to do at some point, yeah, in my life probably right after college, I'll get my I'll yeah go to music technology and then slowly get my um, audio engineering degree. Which probably take me like five years or something to get, but I'll you know, mm-hmm. it's just whatever you got to do. But after that, I think I might be, like, I'm going to be making quite a lot of money. And yeah. I'll be like, I'm going to start my business. 
and then work with them. Yeah. And then, like, like some like people write essays in it or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, it has no word limit on how long it can be. And it's yeah. an essay explaining why your kids use it. Mm-hmm. And, like, what your family does and, like, what happens. And then we all read, like, the board. Yeah. The, um, and and even mm-hmm. one of us awards one full ride scholarship. That's so cool. Like one full ride scholarship. And I was like, that would be amazing because, like, my family, like, you know, do music. Mm-hmm. We're all very musically talented, but no one's pursued it as a career. Yeah. yeah. There's this like, idea that you can't pursue. Yeah. Music. And, like, but it's not realistic. So many people, they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So that's where you get, like, the starving artist thing. Yeah. It's like, they just don't have enough money to live because they've gone to college or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this, it kind of sucks, but my goal would be to create a business where, especially women in the yeah. industry, could absolutely flourish. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of singers now, like, specifically singers, who start their own production company because no one's taking them seriously. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you just want to pay attention. And I think, yeah. and I think that, that helps you know, there's this uh, idea that um, women get really taking advantage of in the music industry. And it would be so cool to see, like, a we are, you know, women made in women. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, we are for women. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would absolutely love to do that in my life. I think that mm-hmm. that would be, because I always want to, like, give back. Yeah. Because I know that I'm fortunate enough in my life now that I didn't always used to be. And mm-hmm. I was like, I would I would love it if it was, like, I could give back to other women to yeah. know that, like, my parents have helped mm-hmm. me. So, and it's, like, for sure, study anywhere in the state you want, and it's, like, you can study anywhere you want, and we'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll help you with books and, like, yeah. um, maintenance for whatever you need and lessons and stuff. And I just think that that would be a wonderful thing, too. But I've thought about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to make a lovely idea. Yeah, I'm not going to make any huge plans about it yet. Because that's going to take you should write or, like, or, a really good essay about it or something. Yeah. I feel like that's the sort of thing that, like, when you're trying to get into, like, a, a music program and mm-hmm. they're like, what do you want to do? You know, saying something like that, I want to yeah. get, I want to be successful enough to get to this point. And I think that, too, a lot of musicians in the world find it hard to make connections mm-hmm. because many musicians are introverted and quiet. Yeah. Or many artists just in general are introverted and quiet. And I feel like this business would be such a good way mm-hmm. to get them out there. Yeah, and it's really like, good. Yeah, you know, I don't have many connections and I'm quiet, but I know really well how to do one specific mm-hmm. thing and then they get hired for that thing always. Yeah. It's like that would be amazing. And especially if there was a way that, that kept it from um, – Seeing like membership, yeah. or 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 um, like you have to pay to be in it, yeah. Um, because so many people, like you said, there's this concept of like the starving artist. So many people are trying to get started, yeah, but um, they don't have the money to do it. Yeah, and it would be like, I, I like I don't know, like you like let's say you make like fifty thousand dollars, like you mm-hmm. can take like five thousand of that and like take and take that and like invest it in finding more people and yeah. getting those connections. And it would kind of be like we have we like we take a portion of it. Um and then once you move on to a job that you found on your own without any help from us, mm-hmm. that's when you're free. Yeah. And like or or like a contract with a certain amount of years or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like that like I think it could work really well if done correctly. But there's so many companies who try to do 
similar things like that. Yeah. But they get corrupted. Three they get lost. They, yeah, they get lost, or something goes wrong, or they like someone's stealing money from someone. And I was, and you, the thing is, you have to watch this like a hawk. Yeah. Some things so easily go wrong. It'd be so easy to take advantage. Yeah. Of so many younger people, artists. Yeah. So many people can take advantage of, and that's why you have to put so many rules in place in order to like protect female made female art. Yeah, exactly. And I and it would also be a place that like um, women who um, have to um, like women who wear hijab yeah and burkas and stuff would be able to like kind of chill yeah. and not be afraid of like and we would probably mostly hire a lot of women yeah and it would be a way that like those women could kind of chill like yeah. they could just kind of be like okay I'm like I'm gonna be okay here I'm, I'm you know, safe. Yeah, a, a complete, like, safe space for women. Yeah. And once again, is this concept of, like, there, you know, there are men who would hear this and they'd be like, well, I want to take advantage of that. Um, I want to also get to see the, those connections and be involved in the network. And it's like, we want to help you, too. But yeah. the point is that women are struggling and we want to uplift them. Yeah. Like, you have other resources. Women have to work more. Yeah. Which for some people is so hard to understand. Yeah. But it's this 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 concept with all minorities and exactly it's the picture metaphor. Yeah. That like just because you are also struggling doesn't mean that you're like the struggle is different. Yeah. You know? And some people need a little more. And women in every I honestly everyone always says like, you know, women in this specific field kind of mm-hmm. thing. Well, it's every field. Yeah. It's not one specific field. It's never been one specific field. They're mm-hmm. always so, like, yeah, separate. And it, it's sad to see that it's Yeah. Like I'm really glad that we've come to the point that we have with, like, with equality for women. Mm-hmm. But I, I really hate that we have grown up with this idea that, like, women, women who ask for more are um, ungrateful or greedy and greedy um, and B-words like, and bossy. And, yeah. But it's like, you, that, that just, just that concept shows that we still aren't equal. Yeah. Like, and, it's, and, it, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, like women didn't used to be able to vote. And yeah, so they'll be grateful. And it's like, it's and like, like, but, and like men have to pass the rule that women can vote. And it's like, well, who put it there in the first place? Yeah. Like you're undoing your own wrong. Yeah. It's not like you don't, you don't get to cheer yourself. You don't get to cheer yourself. You don't get to cheer yourself, 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 yourself on and pat yourself on the back for correcting something that was wrong in the yeah. first place that you put in place. Like, this is not, it's not any, and equality has come so far, but there's so much more that we can do. Yeah. Like, go to, um, like, I, so I had this argument with someone a while ago, it's Heidi, actually, um, that she, she posted something about, uh, which, whatever, it's ignorant, yeah, yeah, but she posted something about, like, yeah, I love her, yeah. but she posted something about how, um, the idea that, like, uh, 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 gosh, I don't know how to explain it. A woman complaining about the wage gap in America, and then next to it is a picture of, like, a woman in a hijab, and the idea is that, like, the woman in the hijab doesn't have any rights, and that the woman in America shouldn't be, shouldn't be fighting for her rights, because, like, there are people struggling more in other places, which is, that, like, that idea that you're told when you're growing up that's, like, oh, well, finish your food because there's children starving in Africa, and... Um, you know, don't bite the hand that feeds you because yeah. the eye could not feed you. <laughs> like that's, it's, it's almost a threat. It's like, 
could take them away again. And with, with stuff like the Roe v. Wade stuff, it, I mean, it becomes horribly realistic. Yeah. This concept that we, we, we think that they, they say that, you know, we only ever get more progressive with time. But then you have things like this happen, and it's like, yeah. And the thing is, too, it's like, so the original thing was just like, oh, yeah, it's just going to be abortion. Like, it's mm-hmm. the right to, like, have abortion. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah like, this sucks, and everyone's going to fight against it. But then they're like, oh, also birth control's off the table, too. Yeah. Which is like, what? I'm, what? I'm sorry. So now... The children. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what yeah. we're getting out of the tons of children. Well, yeah. I mean, the fundamental Christian opinion is that, like, um, contraceptives are wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, there are lots of Christians who don't yeah. agree with that, but the fundamental, like, fundamentalists believe that. Mm-hmm. And it's just insane to me how it, like, gets you really, you think of those people as, like, a minority, mm-hmm. and then it's, like, how has this minority of people... Gone, yeah, and then, yeah. then you get stuff about it. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as we yeah. start talking about that, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, 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 it's and I was like, that's war. Yeah. Like, if I was Russia, I'm at war with the United States now. Yeah. And, and you know, that's an example of, like, Congress didn't vote. And I don't think Congress should have to vote for every single military decision. Yeah. Obviously, that's not a real thing. Yeah. We, that's not yeah. something that could happen. But I also don't think that the a department under the president should possibly even without the president's opinion, yeah. be able to put our entire country in a war that, like, no one wants to be involved yeah. in. Like, yes, we obviously feel for Ukraine and want to provide humanitarian aid, but we want to provide humanitarian aid for, like, the Russians yeah. who are getting, like, put in prison. Yeah. <laughs> like, information is so important mm-hmm. that everyone always gets the information. Yeah. Because there's, like, there's things like that happen, and... Like, information is so guarded all the mm-hmm. time. And it's like, maybe we should, like, people should know more of what was going on. Yeah. In general, like, I heard someone in English class one day, um, it was like a week after um, Ukraine and Russia, like, officially were like, yeah, this is like mm-hmm. a thing. Like, it's, it's war, right? Yeah. yeah. It's happening? Yeah. Okay. And they were like, officially do it. Like, declaring war. And um, they, like, and this girl was like, yeah, you know, I didn't even know that, like, Ukraine and Russia were, like, at war, or, like, even having issues just because I'm so unactive on social media. And so that's not the thing that she was, like, bragging about the fact that she didn't know. And I was like, it's so important to keep updated on these things. Because, yeah. Like, this could seriously affect the mm-hmm. And it's, like, already affecting it in subtle ways. Yeah. Like, um, with the gas prices mm-hmm. and the possible food shortage that they've been talking about. Yeah. And it's, like, it's important that you talk about it, and you shouldn't keep bragging that you don't know about it. Yeah. Because it's like you should know about this. It's, it's important. It's a global thing. I mean, we're, you know, most of us in our grade are 18. Yeah. And um, my mom and I were just talking about it, but she, she said that she, my mom says this sort of stuff to me all the time, and I tell me about it. Yeah. Um, for this exact reason, she, she says, like, oh, I read this climate change article today, and it literally made me, like, sick. No. And I'm like, mom, I, and, and, 
chief was like, well, you know, we didn't win World War II on ignoring the news about it. And, like, you, you have to stay informed and you need to vote because your vote is important in the fight against, like, yeah. against global warming. And I was like, yes. Like, I think that now I'm at a point where I should be informed because I can, my you know, my actions can do things. Yeah. But when you're in high school and you're, like, 16, and all of us, our generation has had this since we were middle schoolers, since we were elementary schoolers, this concept that the world is going to end yeah. makes all of your other actions is so futile. Why would you, why should I wake up in the morning? Why should I go to school yeah. if I am, start thinking about if it means nothing? Talk. Yeah. And I told my mom, I was like, ever since, like, Donald Trump got elected for me, mm-hmm. ever since then, I, I used to be able to read climate change articles, but, like, ever since then, I cannot. It yeah. makes me so sick to think that they're, like, the people in power are doing nothing about it, and it makes me feel like, like a like a grain of sand. <laughs> like, and this is where we get um, the so older older generation. Sorry, um, both say that Gen Z is both too sensitive and also desensitized. Yes, because we're sensitive because all of the stuff has been happening for so long, and so a lot of them take an issue and they yeah. completely fight for that issue yeah. or against that issue. Because it's like this is the one thing mm. to hold on to that maybe possibly that we could change in a yeah. way that would make the world last one year longer. And it's we're also called desensitized because we've grown up in an environment where where we are you know, the threat of war is always there. Yeah. Bombings are happening. All oh, shootings is the shootings. best example of terrorism. how desensitized we are. And yeah. climate change. Yeah. And the idea that, you know, nine eleven was yeah was the biggest thing ever to happen. And now people die yeah. all the time. I grew up in the aftermath of 9-11. Yeah. And, like, even though we didn't go through that trauma, we grew up in the aftermath of that, where, where it's already everyone yeah. who's older than us. So we've seen kind of, like, what... And that's... Yeah. And it's, like... And, it like, 9-11 was, like, the start of, like, when people were, like... We can hate immigrants, and there's a reason for it. Yeah. We can hate Muslims, and then now we have, yeah. we can justify it because of this one thing that happened. Mm. And it's like, you can't put someone in that box. Yeah. And that is so damaging to everything. Yeah. It is, it, it is, obviously, and we both agree with this, but it's so insane to me the way people justify their prejudice. The way people will justify their hatred. But it's like, you are ignorant on a topic and you are hateful yeah. simply because of your ignorance and because you're afraid. Yes. And, and I fear puts so much input in the mind of mm-hmm. humans. It's like if someone's afraid of something, a lot of the time their automatic response is to start hating it. Yeah. And it's like that isn't completely healthy. Or like, are are you okay? Because yeah. mm-hmm. that's not your a lot of the time it's like fight or flight. A lot yeah. of people choose to fight with words. Which yeah. is like, and sometimes it works, right? Yeah. But that shouldn't be your first go-to. Your first go-to should be to think unless like someone understand it. Yeah, unless someone's like threatening you with a knife. Yeah, and not run and flight. <laughs> run away. But like with words, it should always be to think about it. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it goes back to like the the picture for a little bit. Uh-huh. That it, it, this, you know, constantly think about what 
is affecting other people and what leads other people to where they are. Because I, um, I don't really understand the point of like an argument because you, no one wins an argument. It's about, um, trying to understand each other. Yes. Discussion. And they shouldn't, they shouldn't always be called arguments. Yeah. That's why I don't understand like the point of raising voices. It's, it goes back to that like, that fear of like being wrong because it doesn't need to be an argument if you're willing to admit you're wrong yeah. and to learn and um, to realize that you can be wrong. In like relationships, that's super important to be mm-hmm. able to acknowledge that you were mm-hmm. wrong or yeah. like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yeah. Um, and, it, it, and also, I always think that if you can't admit that you're wrong, you probably should, it, even if it's a friendship, you probably shouldn't be friends with that person. Yeah, you need to work on yourself. Like you listen to someone speak, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons like me and Heidi get along so well. Yeah, is we can it's have high so good listening, listening. and yeah. then we don't hate each other. Yeah, either. we both feel like we understand each other better. Yeah, you can disagree fundamentally, yeah. but still respect each other for your opinion. And also, Heidi gives me so much hope because it's like yes, even though she doesn't like. She doesn't call herself a feminist, even though in some mm. ways she probably is. Yes, and like, there's certain things that she doesn't agree with that I agree with, like certain LGBTQ issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing that she is super passionate about is the environment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the fact that she's passionate about this gives me hope yeah. that like there's a possibility of more people mm-hmm. also being super passionate about that. And she's like, that's one step in the right direction. And she's never. Um, She's never like, no, you're wrong. You know, she never gets belligerent in a conversation. Mm-hmm. She's always understanding. She wants to know why your opinion is and she never the way it is. Her voice, like, yeah. when we're having these discussions, no one raises their voice. And that's so important. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that we're such good friends. My mom says that she had a friend like this and, um, when she was at college in, like, university in England. And, um, yeah, two different things in England. Yeah. yeah. College, two last years of high school, university, yeah. university. Just to clarify that. Um, and so she had a friend like that, and she said the only reason that they got along so well was that they had these discussions, and they walked away from them not hating each other. Mm-hmm. And she says that it's more important to discuss them than just let them stick, because if you discuss them, everything's out in the open. But if you don't discuss them, you mm-hmm. kind of, like, you can hold it you in. Kind of yeah. And they're you, like, and she said that's super and hold it against a friendship. Yeah. yeah. But if you know where the two of you stand and, like, can agree to disagree, yeah, like, that's super important. A lot of people say that you shouldn't, you don't need to agree to disagree, but it's like, yeah, sometimes so, it's very really healthy. Yeah, I like, think it's better to talk about things than not yeah. talk about them. And, like, the certain things, like, the world is flat, that's kind of like, we can't agree to disagree here, you're just an idiot. Yeah. Like, you're, you're very good. Um, one of our friends said <laughs> something about, um, Oh, I don't believe in the moon landing. And my response to that is that personally, and she said, well, I think that we probably, she was like, oh, I think that we probably did land on the moon, but just now when they said we did. And I was like, I, and my response when someone says something like that, and especially when someone says something about fire theories or anything like that, my response is, okay, yeah. I don't ask them to explain it. Yeah. I don't ask them, I don't argue with them. Because I think that when it comes to stuff like that, it, they are looking for someone to yeah. to say, well, what do you mean? Oh, oh my gosh, how do you how do you think that? Yeah. That's such a crazy wacky opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, I I mean you're allowed to have your opinions, but I fundamentally disagree with you, 
And I'm not going to try to change your mind because you clearly don't live in desire. And I think back. with her, I think she's a very intelligent woman. Yeah, but I think that there's certain people who are more susceptible. Ooh, cult circle. Ooh. Um, who's there? Um, why are they on the floor? That literally looks like a sacrifice. Oh, I guess senior party tonight. Oh, yeah, that is true. There is a lot of things. Let's talk to you. Let me see. Oh, those are people we know, actually. They're really people, and I'm pretty sure they recognize them. I wave. Anyway, um, but what was I saying? And I think that it's very easy to be led down the rabbit hole of conspiracy mm-hmm. theories, and you have to be able to pull yourself out of them. Yeah. Because the amount of time... Oh, oh, yeah, connect. Um, the amount of time... <laughs> small town. Not as well as people we knew. Yeah. No, and the thing is, you have to be able to pull yourself out of there because the amount of times I've been like, oh, yeah, this is totally true. And then, like, the next day I sleep on it and I wake up and I'm like, I'm an idiot. Like, how did I even mm-hmm. think that it's was so lovely true. that you have enough, you know, self-awareness, self-awareness and also understanding of, like, really probably thinking about things and why Because, like, for so many people, the, the idea that they could be wrong about something is impossible. Yeah. And I just don't... I don't care. And maybe it's because I'm so self-doubting, but I just, like, I doubt everything. I always think it's a maturity thing. Yeah. It has to be a mature person. And it, it's so strange to me that that lack of maturity can be found in in grown adults. Yeah. No, and it, it's completely maturity. It, people have to be mature enough to admit that they're wrong and also apologize and listen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people nev- somehow never develop that. And, like, yeah. sometimes it might be, like, a... Like I think it's for some people is that they grew up around people who were always right and who had the same exact thing. Yeah. And so then they thought I'm never wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I just it's it's for me it's one of the quickest ways for me to dislike someone is like this inability to admit they were wrong. My mom did this very interesting thing with me when I was growing up and I thought that it might be a good thing to bring up is she like, growing up, she never, anything, like, she never mentioned any political things. She never mentioned, like, LGBTQ things. She never mentioned it, ever. Mm-hmm. Never mentioned race. Never yeah. mentioned any of these issues until I got older. And I found them a lot for myself. Yeah. And it's kind of like, what, and I am, like, less. I'm less weight. Yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty obvious. But it's like that's so interesting that my mom never mentioned it, and I've ended up less, even mm. more less than she is. Yeah, like I'm, I'm way more on the left side. Um, I agree with this con- with the concept of not being a politics on children, mm-hmm. but I also think that it's important to make sure that there's um, like you weren't closed off completely. You know, it's important to like my mom to foster like, you um, learning about both kinds yeah, of things. My mom was always like. She always was like, you're smart, and like, she's talking mm-hmm. about like self love and like loving others and being yeah, kind all the time. And it's like, those things are so important to a child, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't be influencing yeah. the political teens too mm-hmm. much. But like, eventually, once they get older, you should probably let them know how you believe. Yeah. And they can form a team. I think that, um, and I should have wrote this in my social analysis paper. I think it's really important to give kids the chance to, um, and going back to that, this idea that ignorance leads to prejudice. Mm-hmm. And, and the fear, fear, you know, fear leads to prejudice. Um, if you never, if you only ever see one side of something, you're going to have such a strong opinion. Mm-hmm. And if you are, and unfortunately you live in a world where like there, you know, you are not, no one is blind to race. Yeah. No one is blind to prejudice. Mm-hmm. We are all going to experience that we live in a prejudiced society. Yeah. And we, as humans,
our nature to, like, notice the differences in people. Yeah. Um, but it's important that we give, like, um, it's why representation mm-hmm. on film is so important yeah. for minorities. The idea that, like, so often, like, white people in rural America, when they hear about black people, it's, oh, the, this black person got shot, and this person, black person shot this person, and that's all they ever hear. But then if you, if, if we can get to the point where, like, we have a black president, and we um, have a female like vice president. One step forward, but then we're yeah. taking two steps back always. Yeah. Like, it's, since uh, 2016 when Trump got elected, mm-hmm. like, and when Obama got elected in whatever year that was, like, this yeah. has been a common theme. It's, we take a step forward, and yeah. it's like, no, no, no. And, no, no. Oh, and like, the whole thing is back, and you're like, oh, my God. And, like, the mm-hmm. same thing about, like, Obama and stuff, he was center. Like, he was pretty center. Yeah, like, he was. Like, I mean, and it's the same with Biden. Biden is an extreme moderate. Yeah. Um, very much. far so. right, it's so weird because the far right has become so far right. And when you read stuff, like, in, I don't know if you read the book for political science, but I read mm-hmm. a couple chapters yeah. that found it interesting. It sounds like it's left wing. When yeah. in reality, it's center, the actual center. Yeah. But it sounds left wing because... The left wing now in actual politics has been so centerized, like yeah, because of the such far right. Yeah, and, and then you're kind of like reading this more like this really the center because this is yeah, I mean, yeah. you're terrible. But it's like is this really the center? Mm-hmm. And then you're like oh it is. This is weird. All right, we're gonna have to start wrapping it up because we've had such a lovely conversation. Charlotte, yeah. we'll be coming back um, <laughs> for another podcast. Potentially joined by other people. It was a lovely conversation. What did we manage to talk about? We managed to talk about prejudice and college yep. and music and, and minorities, yep. women. Um, and I think that we managed to talk about politics in a way that is un, fairly unbiased. Yeah. Like, um, we influenced by our We are open minded. Yeah. We talked about the way we, we talked about the importance of being open minded. Really, that should be a good summary. Yeah. Um, but um, thank you so much to Charlotte for joining us. Um, I'm excited to have you come back because these conversations are where it's at. And, I, and like you said, it's important to talk about things more than not talk about them. Yep. Um, so thank you for joining us for the conversation. Bye-bye. <laughs>